Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubinministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Let's go back to the King James, verse 9. In the King James, he says, which was a figure for the time then present. The tabernacle, the physical tabernacle, was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. Remember, we've been talking about that. That the reason the animal sacrifices were not able to take away sin consciousness was because it wasn't the reality guys it was just types and shadows and remember they had to repeat those sacrifices over and over again they were focused on their sin continuously that kept them sin conscious look at verse 10 which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and and this is what i want you to see carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation you see this old covenant system was a law of carnal ordinances now what is a carnal ordinance guys carnal ordinances are external rules and regulations carnal ordinances is is you got to do these 10 things to be okay with god Carnal ordinance is, 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 is you, you better make sure you clean up your life or otherwise you're not going to get blessed. And so, so carnal ordinances, guys, is external rules and regulations that keep a person conscious of their own performance. And as a result, if you're conscious of your own performance, what happens is, is, is sooner or later, you're going to be conscious of those areas where you've missed it, you see. And so, and so that's, Again, what produces sin consciousness and carnal ordinances, guys, is what most of religion is still operating in. In other words, you still think, oh, I got to do right to be okay with God. I got to perform these these 10 rules, then God is going to be pleased with me. That is not the case, guys. That is not the case. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, and I'll show you what I mean here. Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse verse 10. And uh, praise God. I I, I trust you guys are catching me. I want you to see the difference between, you see, between external stuff that you do you see here's the thing that happened with the uh the pharisees who who had this intellectual understanding of of the law the pharisees were all about external performance in other words let's just make sure that that i look holy you know let's just make sure that i look uh you know like i'm this 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 person who's got it all together but you see here's the thing god is more interested in what's happening on the inside of you rather than your performance you see this new covenant is is heart transformation not behavior modification 
the issue is that the, 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 the church keeps wanting to you know we keep wanting to to modify our behavior because we keep hearing preaching that 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 says well you gotta you gotta modify your behavior <laughs> whereas no 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 that was the old covenant that was types and shadows what you got to do is you got to trust and believe in the spiritual reality that's that's on the inside of you the that the born-again nature the holy spirit that is working on the inside of you he's going to be the one who produces the change you see look at this here I want to show you this here yeah let's start in verse 10 I'll read I'll start reading in verse 10 so we have it in context verse 10 is again now contrasting the uh, types and shadows versus the reality look at what he says here now remember the types and the shadows the animal sacrificial system is something that that was ongoing they had to repeat the sacrifices over and over again but look what he says in verse 10 speaking of jesus he says by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all guys once for all that is eternal redemption verse 11 and every priest standeth daily ministering the ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins talking about the animal sacrificial system verse verse 12 but this man speaking of jesus after he had offered one sacrifice of sins forever take note of this again guys one sacrifice of sins forever he says he sat down on the right hand of god in other words you see the priests in the old covenant were standing continuously because the work was never finished. What Jesus did is glory to God. Once he, once he got on the cross, he died on the cross. He rose back to life again. He ascended into heaven. Well, what he did when he got into heaven, glory to God, what he did was he sat down. You see, the reason he sat down was because the work was finished. You see, he's not getting back on the cross again, guys, when you miss it. You see, the work is finished. And you know what, guys? So long as the work is finished, that means you are still righteous. Why? Because the work that he did on your behalf is greater than your performance. It is greater than, 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 than stuff that you do here in the natural. You see, it was one sacrifice for sins forever. Guys, it was a perfect sacrifice. Now look at verse 13. From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Verse 14 there's again for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified now verse 15 i want you to see he says whereof the holy ghost also is a witness to us remember the holy spirit man you got to factor in the holy spirit to understand what's happening in this new covenant he says the holy ghost is also a witness to us for after that he had said before, verse 16, he says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. Watch this now, friends. He says, I will put my laws into their hearts. Remember, he's taking up residence on the inside of you. And in their minds will I write them. Everybody say, God is working in me. God is working in me. God is working in me. You see? It's God working on the inside of you. Types and shadows, carnal ordinances, is external rules and regulations. Everything is external. And this new covenant, the tabernacle, 
everything has taken up residence now on the inside of the born-again believer. You see, the old was, oh, I got to perform out here in the natural. The new is, I just got to, I just got to trust that Holy Spirit is working on the inside of me. You see, now he says he's, he's writing his laws into our hearts and into our minds. Now, what kind of laws, guys, is the Holy Spirit writing into our hearts and into our minds, guys? You see, what you want to understand is that the Holy Spirit is not writing the law of Moses in our hearts. <laughs> Someone says, well, well, at least we got the law of Moses in our hearts. No, we do not have the law of Moses that's being written in our hearts. No. You see, he is writing his laws into our hearts. You see, in this new covenant, guys, there's still laws. We're still under laws. It's just the law that we have been redeemed from is the law of Moses. Yet what the Holy Spirit is writing in your heart. Now, obviously, guys, this, this happens as, as you hear this word of grace. You see, the, he writes into your mind. This, this requires your participation. In other words, there's the renewing of the mind going on. You know, you renew your mind. But you see, as I said earlier, when you study the word, when you meditate the word, Holy Spirit is going to be speaking to you even while you're hearing the word. You see, that's that word that you get from God. You're not only hearing the word of God. No, you're getting a word from God. Well, as you as you get this word from God, what he's doing is he's writing his laws onto your heart and into your mind. Now, the laws that the Holy Spirit is writing in the born-again believer, guys, it's not the law of Moses. No, here's the laws that he's writing. He's writing spiritual laws into our hearts and minds. And you know the spiritual laws that he's writing in the hearts of every believer, guys? It's, it's the law of love, the royal law of love. It is the perfect law of liberty, and it is the law of faith. The law of love, the law of liberty, and the law of faith is what the Holy Spirit is writing in our hearts. You see, the law of Moses was a law of carnal ordinances. We saw that in Scripture. The law of Moses was a law of carnal ordinances, which means it requires a person to perform. That was types and shadows. Remember, the reality is spirit. Amen. And so... Holy Spirit is not writing carnal ordinances on our hearts. No, Holy Spirit is writing spiritual laws onto our hearts. And watch this. Spiritual laws, guys. How do you obey spiritual laws? Spiritual laws do not require your performance. No. Spiritual laws require our belief. Carnal ordinances means you got to perform. That's the law of Moses. We're not under the law of Moses. Spiritual laws, however, they don't require you to perform. Spiritual laws require you to believe. In other words, 
I believe the love that God has for me. As I begin to believe the love that God has for me, well now Holy Spirit can write the law of love on my heart. As I believe that as a result of my faith in Jesus, I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm delivered from the law. God looks at me and he sees me righteous. Well, as a result of that, now Holy Spirit can write the law of liberty on my heart. You see, because the law of liberty, guys, says that you are righteous because of your faith in Jesus. The law of liberty says that you have been set free from having to perform the law. You've been set free not to sin. No, you have been set free to live as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You've been set free to live as who God has created you to be. You've been set free to live in the calling that God has on your life. But you see, it requires you to believe that, you see. And believe what God says is true about me in his word, that I am healed, that I am the redeemed, that I am the delivered, that I'm the righteous, that I'm the prosperous. As I believe what God says is true about me in his word, well now, Holy Spirit is writing the law of faith on my heart. In other words, faith is imparted, you see. I begin to live uh, by faith. You see, faith, guys, is really, you see, we spend so much time trying to 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 get faith or trying to get strong faith and and trying to learn how to live by faith i'm, I'm not saying that that's wrong uh, i'm not saying that there's not a place for that but what i want you to understand is when you begin to operate in this new covenant you begin to trust the holy spirit working on the inside of you faith guys comes as a byproduct you see you just start to believe God. You start to, to, to live by faith. Well, the Holy Spirit is imparting this faith into your heart. Is everybody with me on that? We're scratching the surface of some stuff here, guys, and we'll be getting more into this. But what I want you to see is in the type and the shadow, it was all about the external. It was all about your performance. It was rituals. Reality is, God lives on the inside of you now, if you're born again. Now you believe, right, what He's going to do. Holy Spirit is working on the inside of you. Holy Spirit is creating change and transformation from the inside out. Let's finish here. We got to, I'm pretty much out of time. I just want to show you one more scripture and we'll be done for tonight kind of feel like we're touching on a lot of different things here tonight guys but i i just trust guys that that, that this is making sense to you and and we'll be getting more into this but uh what i want you here's here's what i want you to to catch is whereas before you would put faith in what you can do i want to encourage you Put your faith in what Jesus has already done. As you put your faith in what Jesus has already done, now Holy Spirit can work on the inside of you. Now transformation can take place in your life. Look at what he says here, and we'll, we'll end here. This is the law of love, guys. He says here in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, he says, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And so what he's saying is that the very first thing that the Holy Spirit did when you got born again 
is he has shed the love of God abroad in your heart. You may not always feel like it, but the truth about you is, if you're born again, you've got the love of God on the inside of you. You've already got it on the inside of you. See, religion says you, you got to work and be more loving. Uh, Alex, how to love people more, how to get better at loving people. Man, this is radical. The truth of grace is you just got to believe that you've already got the love of God on the inside of you. How do you do that? Well, you do it like this. The Bible says we love because he first loved us. And so how does the Holy Spirit deposit the love of God on the inside of you? Child of God, this takes place as you believe God's love for you. As you believe the love that God has for you, what happens is, remember, spiritual laws operate in our lives the moment that we believe. And so the moment that we believe on Jesus, we believe that, that, that he did what he did for us because he loves us. Well, now what happens is, now Holy Spirit, now Holy Spirit sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts. And it's not that you perform now to, to operate in love. No, it's you receiving his love. The most powerful transformation is going to take place in your life when you can just learn to, to believe God's love for you. Everybody say out loud, God loves me. Say, God loves me. Say, I believe God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. I want to encourage you to, to really confess that and say that out loud and, and really focus on that. God loves me. Lord, I receive your love now as you're receiving his love. You see, as, as, as you receive his love, man, his love is, is going to become so overwhelming, so powerful that, that you can't help but, but begin to share that love with others, guys. You see, this is what we ought to do as Christians, you know. But Jesus said, they will know you by the love that you have one for another. But you see, here's the thing. We didn't understand this difference between carnal ordinance performance and spiritual laws, I just believe, <laughs> is it? And so we're so busy trying to love people in our own strength, performance, rather than just receiving God's love for us, I believe. But now Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit can write that love law on our hearts. And that's how transformation happens in this new covenant, guys. Everything now becomes about, can I trust God to work on the inside of me? Can I trust him with my transformation? Can I trust God with my transformation? You see, this is not self-help. You know, I'm going to help myself. <laughs> you know, here's the 10 keys for how to be a better me. This is not what this is. This is, can I trust 
my unseen partner who's working on the inside of me. And what do you do when you fall short? You don't fall into condemnation or guilt or shame. No, you just know, well, you know, God's still working on the inside of me. I, I miss it every now and then. But he's working on me. I'm, I'm a work in progress, you see. You see. And as you begin to embrace that in yourself, well, what that does is, is it makes you less judgmental of others. You see. That's what the, the law of love is, is, is doing. It'll, it'll teach us to, 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 to not condemn people anymore, but to just, just love them. Meet them where they're at. You see, praise God. The law of Moses could never do that. You, you will never, you see, the law of Moses has no transformational value. The law of Moses couldn't produce that, but the Holy Spirit, guys, who's taken the place of the law in the born-again believer, he's going to be producing some radical change and transformation in your life. Praise God. Praise God. Trust him working on the inside of you. Well, guys, I'm all out of time. Did you get something out of that tonight, man? If, if you did, just do me a favor and just um, just raise up your hands for a moment and just thank God. Thank Him for what you've heard tonight. Thank Him that He is... Thank Him that He's working on the inside of you, even right now. Thank Him that He's creating some, some change right now on the inside of you. Stuff that you've been struggling with for a long time, that you've been trying to get rid of, trying to do better with. The more that you can just rest in who he's made you to be, the more he's working on the inside of you now. As a child of God, I prophesy over your life right now some radical change and transformation. I prophesy over your life right now that there's chains that are being broken right now. Strongholds are being dissolved right now in the name of Jesus. I declare right now that we are a free people. Praise God. Receive it. Receive it. So Lord, we just thank you for your great love that is working on the inside of us, Lord. And Lord, we just trust you. Lord, we trust you with every area of our lives. We trust you to do in us what we cannot do through our performance. Thank you, Lord. As a result, we believe our lives will never be the same again for the better. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray Nothing is more important in the life of a believer than your personal one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ. Principles are important, yet the strength and the empowerment in this Christian life come out of your personal walk with Jesus. Now to learn more and to access other resources that will help you to grow in your walk with the Lord, visit alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. And perhaps you're listening to me today and you've never made the conscious choice to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to give you that opportunity. You see, this is not about you cleaning up your life. This is simply about you purposing in your heart, deciding in your heart 
to believe. And so simply repeat this out loud after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus is the Savior of the world. I believe he died for all of my sins. I believe he was raised again on the third day. And now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I make you the Lord of my life. Teach me how to live for you. In Jesus' name. Friend, if you have prayed that prayer for the first time and you have meant it, you've just given your life to the Lord. You've just gotten born again. Now, I want to encourage you to let us know. You can go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash new beginning. There's a form there where you can email us. Let us know you just gave your life to the Lord. We want to celebrate with you. We want to give you some additional information and resources and really provide you with everything you need to fully step into this life of victory in Christ. And so friend, we look forward to hearing from you.